I'm Dr. Michael Latola. And I'm Megan Strong. In our Case of the Week conversation with Dr. Lewis Mockmaker, he points out exactly what's wrong with my face. <laughs> and unfortunately, vomit is no stranger here to Chairside Live. And, but today, we got projectile vomit, and that's a first. And a family's Halloween decorations in Oklahoma may have you retching by the end of the show as well. That and more on today's Chairside Live. Hey now, hello and welcome to episode 74 of Chairside Live, the special Halloween edition. Oh, it's really not all that special. We're not actually even dressed up this year. Uh, I've been too busy. Are you, you're younger than me. Yes. I just like to mention that in case the viewers don't realize it because of probably mm, kind of boy-like complexion. Okay. Um, are you going trick-or-treating this year? Um, I am. Do you have an outfit picked out? Uh, I might recycle the one from Chairside Live last year, but th I'm going out trick-or-treating not for myself, definitely for myself, but for uh, my little nephew. He's so precious. He's going to be Mickey Mouse. Oh, Parker. No, not Parker. Oh, oh my oh, dog. Oh, my oh, nephew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank so he's going to be Mickey Mouse? Yes. He's like one and a half-ish. Mm -hmm. That's cute. It's adorable. That's cute. I would force him to the front. And see how many Reese's peanut butter cups. Exactly. Teach them to and cry. <laughs> teach if they don't cry. have that. This is my favorite thing to go with kids that young because he's not gonna he's not gonna want to eat the candy. He doesn't know. Right. I'm taking all of it. That's right. Yeah, right? you can give him all the stuff like the Necco wafers, the Nobody stuff that shouldn't Nerds, even be come candy. On. Yeah. Um, I uh, I remember a year. This happened for two years where uh, my dad, being a dentist. Mm -hmm. uh, gave away toothbrushes at the house. The worst. The, the, and it was the two times that I almost committed suicide. <laughs> was It would just been easier to check out than to have to face my friends the next day after they came by. Right. So I said, well, hey, we're going to be out of town. Don't come mm -hmm. by the house. Toothbrushes? Come on. Are you kidding me? It's not what Halloween's about. No, it's not. we got an interesting case of the week for you this week, though. I had a chance to sit down with a good friend of mine, Dr. Lewis Mockmaker. And uh, Lewis is the one who started the AAFE. So a very cosmetic-oriented mm -hmm. uh, uh, type of organization. But they also have a lot to do with facial pain and migraine headaches and the way it all ties in with Botox. And so we have a very interesting conversation together. And at one point, he analyzes my face to tell me where I could use some Botox. Mm. And then we did your So my face took like a minute or two. Then we did your face. And that took close to 20 minutes for all the suggestions. No, he didn't have that any. That is so rude. He said you were perfect. But I have these worry lines. And he said, what are you worried about? And I said, mainly chair side life. <laughs> That's really what keeps me up at night. So it's an interesting conversation with him. The Botox is, and the fillers are not just all about aesthetics. There's certainly some other aspects to that as well. So take a look at this interesting conversation I had with my friend, Dr. Lewis Mockmaker. I'm Dr. Michael Latola, the Director of Clinical Education here at Glidewell Laboratories, and I have the uh, opportunity to interview somebody who I've been waiting to interview for a long time, Dr. Lewis Malkmaker. How are you doing today, Lewis? Good, I'm doing great. We've Mike. known each other for a long time. A very long time. Uh, the thing I see you and associate you with the most, I think, would be the, the AAFE, the American Academy of Facial um, Aesthetics. And when I think we're about the same age, and we when we got out of dental school, this was something that wasn't even on our radar. For us, it was, let's go learn about veneers. Maybe we'll learn a little orthodontics. That'll be, you know, as aesthetic as we get for the most part. Tell me a little bit about how you got introduced to this type of dentistry and what was behind your starting up an organization like the AAFE. Right. I mean, it's, it's interesting. The, the whole area of facial aesthetics. I mean, to a certain extent, when you and I were starting in uh, dentistry, but you're still a baby. I'm st I'm still considerably older than you. Thank I look you. younger because we're into facial <laughs> yeah. aesthetics. But um, 
when we were starting in dentistry, that's when aesthetic dentistry was really coming to its own. Right. And it really, in many respects, saved dentistry. I mean, you know, and when you think back to those times, and we used to argue about aesthetic dentistry, and dentists were saying, no, we're into form and function and pain, and we, we don't do aesthetics. We're not cosmetologists. We're not hairdressers or anything like that. So, you know, dentistry, but we always thought is aesthetic dentistry as being in the mouth. So now facial aesthetics in the last few years has come with dentistry realizing the importance of pharmaceuticals such as Botox and dermal fillers and what it really means and what it really means in dentistry. And right. I, I'll tell you, the only way I got into this, it was interesting, because I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where my private practice is. And we have a great group practice in Cleveland, Ohio, with a number of offices. And, um, you know, came across my desk, the Ohio Board, you know, the Board of Dentistry at that point, Put out. I guess somebody must have asked, and somebody and they put out this thing that says, uh, you know, dentists can now do Botox and dermal fillers mm -hmm. as long as you stay within your scope of practice, which in dentistry is most of the head and neck. And uh, I really wasn't that interested in it. And my wife saw it too, and she's not a dentist, okay. but she is a consumer and she is a patient. And she said, you know, you better go learn about this. I said, why? She says it'll save you money. Mm -hmm. Well, now that got my attention because you know, I'm cheap. Right. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking to save money. I mean, you know, that that was great. And then when I learned about it, I just thought it was cute. You know, it, it's it's something that every you know middle-aged woman and and t sometimes far younger you know people like. But as I saw it, I really then saw the potential of this in dentistry. And, you know, people get hung up, well, Botox, should dentists be doing Botox and those kinds of things? Botox and dermal fillers are just pharmaceuticals. Right. They're no different than lidocaine. They're no different than antibiotics or anything else that you would use on a patient. Right. I don't think any other professional has the experience or the knowledge of giving injections in and around the mouth area or the head and neck area as we do. We, we are kind of by default the experts in this, aren't we? Right, absolutely. And this is exactly what we found, what we found. I mean, so, you know, just to continue, you know, the answer to your question of how we started the American Academy of Facial Aesthetics, the AAFE was pretty much, you know, once I saw what we could really accomplish, you know, it, you know and it's not just about aesthetics, it's also about, about TMJ and facial pain, and I'm sure we'll get there in this conversation too, but the potential of these things were really, really astounding. And so I started, you know, I've been teaching for 35 years, you've been teaching for a long time at this point. I started introducing this concept into it and then started teaching dentists live patient, you know, how to go ahead and do this. And at that point, the whole thing just kind of exploded. I mean, a state after state. And, and we had to go to state boards and really explain it to them because, you know, the words dentist doing Botox sounds like, you know, oh, dentists are money grubbers right. and they're just trying to, to get into this. But the truth of the matter is, as you just pointed out, what we found, and, and we do training, by the way, we give over 300 programs a year, program days a year, mm -hmm. live patient training. And it's primarily dentists, I guess, because half of our faculty are dentists and, and most of them are key opinion leaders um, that you know, are involved in laser dentistry and different kinds of uh, different areas of dentistry. But we also have physicians and nurses mm -hmm. um, as well. But what we have found is dentists are by far the best injectors, number one. Right. Number two, 
it turns out, dentists give the most injections of any healthcare professional, and they give it right here. Right. So this is not, we're not, you know, we're not talking about dentists giving Botox in hands or underarms or those kind of things. We're talking about their scope of practice, with it, which is here. No one gives, first of all, no one gives more injections than dentists. Right. Physicians barely give injections. Right. They give it all to nurses. Sure. And certainly nurses don't give most of their injections in the face. So dentists are the most familiar with it. So it's, it's so much easier for us to train a dental professional because, you know, they've got to learn an extra, you know, injection. They're so used to injecting right. in the mouth. Not very hard, as opposed to teaching a physician who rarely gives injections right. how to give that injection. Yeah. The, it's, it's much harder. The crazy thing would be teaching a neurologist or a podiatrist right. to do this. That would be right. insane, whereas dentists doing it uh, is not that big of a stretch because we're constantly in that area with, with needles and medicaments anyway. Well, I don't want to be uh, part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. And so maybe I w am now uh, inadvertently part of the problem by bringing up uh, the Botox and the fillers kind of first before. So maybe we, maybe we should get to that and start off with the facial pain and the TMJ because that seems more like real dentistry than making right. somebody look better, right? I mean, which is odd because that's why a lot of people come to us is they want right. to look better. But well, tell me about that. So it's really interesting. So, so the progression, though, is exactly what we had before, where it started off with aesthetics. And that's why a lot of dentists came because it was to boost, you know, the, the facial aesthetics, dental aesthetics, and all that together. And to your point before, and then you'll see how this fits into facial pain and how this progression was, your point to it before, you know, you always want to find for your clinical cases so it looks great, a super Right. model with really bad teeth, right? So what we really found is dental aesthetics is facial aesthetics and vice versa. You can have this gorgeous set of teeth, but if you don't have the surrounding face to support it, it doesn't look that good. Right. And if you have a supermodel with, she opens her mouth and she's got these, you know, ugly little yellow teeth, that doesn't look that good either. Right. I mean, so really in dentistry, we missed the boat that dental aesthetics really is part of facial aesthetics and we should be, you know, going around the mouth. So when we started with Botox and fillers, because that, you know, that was the part dentists were coming because, you know, that literally a lot of them were coming because of their wives because <laughs> of their team members, members. Yeah, team members exactly. were pushed dentists out of the office right. as soon as they find out that there is such a thing because they're the biggest beneficiaries because you know ours are live patient courses so right. they've got to bring a model we always want them to bring a model because now you got to go home and live right. with that model so if you don't do a good job they're going to let exactly. you know and meanwhile it. you can see what you've done every other course the staff the dentist goes out and takes a course and then comes back and the staff's like, if we ignore him long enough, he'll forget about this and we won't right. have to start that's, incorporating that's orthodontics. And this must be so the exact true. opposite. Oh, they come yeah. back at 8 a.m. on Monday, they're like, let's do this. And right. he's like, I'm not quite ready. And they shut up, you shoot that's me now. That's exactly right. I mean, first of all, they all want to come to the course. Right. I mean, I had a dentist called me up. This is hysterical. This happened to be a female dentist. And she's whispering in the phone. She wants to ask, you know, about, you know, Botox and, and, and what can I use it for in my office? And should I take a course or not? I said, but why are you whispering. She says, because if my team hears that I'm talking to you about a Botox course, they are going to push me out the door. Right. Of course they should, because they are your average consumer. Right. They're telling you what your patients want for all of this. I mean, we had one dentist come with his wife. His wife was the model patient. Um, and he came and he was taking it, you know, purely because, you know, figured, you know, he's going to try this out on his wife and right. see what happens. And uh, just, you know, and there were like 20 dentists around and, and uh, I'm talking to the wife, just doing a quick little medical history saying, you know, well, have you ever had Botox before? And she says, yeah. And like he looks at her, he says, you have? 
She says, honey, I've been going for three years. He goes, you have? I mean, the place is, I mean, the course is hysterical. So I asked her, I said, who you been going to? I'm going to a dermatologist. How, how often do you go every three to six months? How much do you pay? She says, I can't tell you in front of him. He's going to kill me. Right. It was a really nice guy. He mm -hmm. says, you know, honey, what's the difference? You know, now we're going to save all this money. Um, she says, every time I go, it's $2,000 for right. 20 minutes. Well, he nearly dropped dead. Of course But is. the place is hysterical. Then she turns to me. She says, how much are these courses? I say, I don't know. They're like 2900 bucks for two days. She goes, she starts laughing. She says, that's nothing. She goes, you guys are going to make your money back in no time. And she says, you have no idea what the, what the potential right. is for that. And is that why your wife said you're going to save money if yes. you learn how to do this? Because yes. I didn't get that until oh, right now when okay. you said that. I didn't know what, you're I wasn't sure what sharper. you meant. Usually I usually sharper. am, but I it's I a what's little, in that cup, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunately it's just water. <laughs> Can I get some... Uh, like recaffeinated coffee, please. Yeah, I didn't no, get that. No, that's it. We're right. going to save money. Okay. I mean, somebody because everybody's getting older. Botox, you know, we have to understand Botox and dermal fillers are the most popular aesthetic treatments in the world. Right. You know, in dentistry, we're in our own little bubble. We think, oh, veneers, oh, whitening is so popular. Doesn't even come close. Right. Doesn't even come close to, to the potential of this. What could you do for me with uh, with Botox and or fillers besides regrow hair? Because I, that that I don't believe is evidence based. But what like these little lines that I've noticed, you know, is this outside of the scope of of, of head and neck because so it's above the bridge of the nose? How close can we get on the camera? Can we get on I the think camera? It's close can enough. I stand you get, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you can. Stand up next to you. Do I need to just okay. row for this? Or you no, just, no, okay. No. <laughs> then we're fine. No, I know you want to, right. but that doesn't mean no, that, I don't. I don't, that doesn't mean we can. Well, the um, audience doesn't know that I'm okay. not wearing pants. So. <laughs> <laughs> these lines up here, these mm -hmm. lines up here, uh, right across your forehead, right. lines in between, these those mean lines, right? yes. those will those will get it. By the that. way, the muscles that cause this, all these wrinkles are caused by muscles, which is why dentists can go ahead and treat them, because these wrinkles are caused by muscles. Okay. I'm not treating skin texture at all. This is a really important point, because I'm not a dermatologist. Right. Right? That's dermatology. I don't do dermatology. But muscles, I work on all okay. the time here. By the way, these muscles here and between your eyes mm -hmm. are um, all also, the same muscles that we inject for the FDA protocol for chronic migraine, oral facial pain, and that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. again, if you had pain here, I'd inject these same muscles. It would also get rid of those wrinkles. Okay. Here. So, we could get rid of these wrinkles, these wrinkles, uh, a little bit around your eyes, that's kind of thing. If you wanted bigger lips, you, you know. I mean, we could, if, if Glidewell wants to pay the bill, we could have a really good time. With I'd it. like a larger I mean, tongue. What, what, can we do? <laughs> what can we do? We could do that, too. Why I mean, are all my muscles things. so overdeveloped? What's Because wrong with me? we get old. <laughs> That's what happens. I meant my biceps. I meant the guns. Oh, no, the, no, no, no. It, it's just from using it. And it's just it, from using it. Okay. And, but these are caused, and that's important. Botox affects muscles. I inject Botox into a muscle. If I inject enough Botox, Botox puts that muscle to sleep for three months. So again, it's a temporary procedure. Okay. If I inject just some into a muscle, it reduces this intensity of contraction. And that's why for masseters, I'm not injecting. I'm not injecting a lot of Botox in masseters because right. if I get rid of the masseters, you know, exactly. they walk around. They walk around like this. They can't use it. So they got to be able to maintain competence. But imagine if I put some Botox into a masseter. So instead of grinding like this against right. that bruxism appliance, they're just grinding halfway. That saves teeth. It saves implants. It reduces their pain. Same sure. thing with temporalis muscles. So a lot of the different things that that we can treat with that. I mean, it's really, really incredible. By the way, Allergan headquarters is right, like three know, blocks right, away. Right yeah, the here. campus yeah. that Botox 